welcome back to Bless You, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. My name is Callie and I'm here with my co-host, Miss Hummingbird Elite. What's up, what's up? What is up, what is up? Oh my gosh, we've been so bad about recording and I'm not going to lie, this is probably going to be our last one for a little bit. Oh my gosh, I'm sad, but also- well, if we get some like really juicy entries, like maybe we can squeeze one or two more in, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Callie's got a baby that's coming. It's, it's officially baby month. Yeah, I know. And like, we're on what, like my OB yesterday was like, have you had any contractions? And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, you tell me. <laughs> But it was also like the weirdest question to be asked because it's like, oh, that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, do you have the car seat installed? I was like, no. And he was like, do you have your hospital bag packed? I was like, not really. And he was like, do you have you done anything? <laughs> You're like, well, I painted the nursery the wrong color. I did. I did. Um, actually I'm going to tell that story really quickly as like a PSA. And I will say, if you think that I sound like the dumbest person alive, you might be right. And that's okay because my brain has not functioned in like the past month. So you might listen to this story and be like, you are so stupid. And this was a total waste of my time because everyone would know this. And if that's the case, I'm very sorry. But for all of you fellow stupid people in my corner, this might help you. So Elise, you're like good at design, right? Uh, Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, are you good at like paint colors? Yes. I'm good at all the, every like design aesthetic. I, that's like where I thrive. Yeah. So Andrew and I both suck at choosing paint colors. Andrew's actually good at it. I think he just doesn't enjoy it. I think he has so much anxiety surrounding painting because he's very bad at painting mm-hmm. that he's like, fuck painting altogether. And I'm like, okay, but I could use your like design skills. I think he's also slightly colorblind. That will be relevant mm-hmm. in this story. And I'm just really bad at it. Like I just, I'm not good at fashion. <laughs> not good at fashion. Wow. You're so eloquent. Um, I'm I'm just like not a designer. I never have been, but I'm very particular about color. Like I can tell when I don't like something, but I can't tell you what I would like, Mm -hmm. which is a really great trait to have. Was planning your wedding, like really challenging? Oh, that's why we did destination so that I could just be like, Box A, but like the idea of actually picking out legit colors and like doing the whole thing, like there's there was no way that's why I love destination because they were like do you want white or pink and I was like white and they're like do you want white or red and I was like white like I just chose white yeah for the whole thing I just chose white it's like <laughs> I love it did great the bridesmaids wore white like that's how bad I am at all this because I was like I can't even pick a shade of bridesmaids dresses like <laughs> I this, if I have to wear a white dress so do you like that's where we're at so Andrew has taught me that when you are not um, gifted at something, just let the internet do it for you. Like let the internet answer it. So we just Googled, um, we saw like this nursery inspo that was like really cute. And her and her husband like did the nursery themselves. And we're like, okay. And we kind of copied, like we did kind of the same layout as them. Um, cause why reinvent the wheel? And then they chose for their wainscoting or board and batten or whatever, this color called Chantilly lace, which is a shade of white. 
And I was like, great. And then I Googled Chantilly Lace. It is the most popular shade of white. So I was like, perfect. If everyone else likes it, I bet I will too. I'm just going to do that. So we go to Home Depot to like get some other stuff for like construction. And I'm like, oh, I'll go get Chantilly Lace. Like I'm sure they have it. It's a Benjamin Moore painting, but like everyone color matches. Mm -hmm. So I just go and I'm like, do y'all carry Chantilly Lace? And they're like, yep. They give it to me in a gallon. They don't do the paint sample on top of it, Mm. which they're supposed to do. And I just leave and I'm like, okay. And so then we like bust our butts to get everything done. It's time for painting. Andrew has a meltdown because he hates painting. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I start painting the board and batten. And I'm like, this is pink. Like this is pink. And he's like, no, it's just off-white. And I'm like, okay, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's just like... it's warm undertone. I, was, I thought the whole point of Chantilly Lace is that it was neutral undertones. Like that was the point of why everyone liked it. And he was like, well, it's clearly warm undertones. Like, okay. But like, he's better at design than I am. So I'm like, whatever. Halfway through, halfway, I'm like, okay, fuck this. This is pink. This is goddamn pink. And I'm losing my mind. And I can't, I, I can't, I cannot, this looks like shit. And he's like, okay, well, let's just stop and then go get more paint somewhere else. I'm like, no, I'm halfway through. And like, I have to finish it now because I have to make sure that I truly hate it. I don't know. This is where, why my brain works. So anyway, I take, I snap a photo. I send it to Elise and she's like, it looks great, but that's pink. And I'm like, it's pink. And Andrew's like, it's not still, he's saying it's not pink. And then finally he walks in and he's like, okay, so I think that might be like a light pink. <laughs> It's literally the color of my Stanley. It's like the lightest pink that could potentially from different angles, like look whitish, but it's definitely has like a pink hue. And so he's like, well, I like it. And I, so I'm just like, okay, am I going crazy? So I look at him and I'm like, are you trying to tell me that if we went to a paint store right now, and this color was laid out in front of you, you would choose this as the selection that you would want to paint in the nursery. And he was like, oh, absolutely not. And I was like, then what? So lesson to everyone, I thought that if it, a paint color has a name, it's the same everywhere. It didn't even occur to me that like Chantilly Lace would be a different color depending on the brand because I don't know if you know this, but when you take a sample of paint to like Sherwin-Williams or like Home Depot or whatever, they, they color match. So mm. it's like, there's no ownership over color anymore. It's like, you know, we have this, this wall that's behind me is like this gorgeous, rich kind of black charcoal color. And it's from this English company. That's like, I mean, a gallon of their paint costs like $180. I'm not paying that. So I, we literally ordered a tiny ass sample brought it to a paint store, complete waste of money. Cause they're like, oh yeah, we color match that all the time. We already have it in our system. So that's what I assumed happened. Mm. Okay. So everyone, my friends in LA looked at me like I had three heads because they're all like, you know, in entertainment designer, artistic, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you fucking idiot. And I was like, oh my God, am I really that dumb? apparently so but I figured I would share this with anyone who's about to do a DIY project that when you google the paint color you have to go to the actual brand that makes it otherwise you're going to end up with a pink room (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm sure that happens so often truly well you would think but then when we went to the 
new place to get the paint. This woman, again, looked at me like I was the dumbest person on the face of this earth. And like, I understand that's what she does for a living, but I was like, you could have at least like faked it. Like clearly I'm very pregnant and not my best self right now. Like, can you like swipe that look off your face, ma'am? I like walked out and Andrew was like, well, she sucked. I was like, thank you. But like, (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's been basically my life as of late just like so behind. And then when I get ahead, it's, I have to take like three steps back. I feel like that's just a little glimpse into motherhood. I'm sure. Are any of the clothes that we have washed? Nope. Nope. None. Like we're so behind. It's great. That gives me anxiety, but I know that you will get it done. Go that far, but at some point it has to get done. But like, whatever. Like, I don't know. I also got my flu shot and my COVID booster yesterday, so hanging on by a thread. Um, that wasn't even my sparkle, but I'll. Why don't you share your sparkle and then I'll go really fast through mine. Okay. Um, my sparkle is that we have three healthy babies. So exciting. Um, we got the call a couple of weeks ago and I literally was screaming to the embryologist. She probably thought that I was nuts because I was like, Oh my God, I love you. Thank you so much. She was like giggling. Like, who is this bitch? Oh, I'm sure you made her day. Can you imagine how many not fun phone calls? No, for sure. For sure. I've had many of those and yeah. So it was, it was really nice. Carl knows the genders. I do not, which I'm so surprised. I'm, I'm shocking myself every day. Like, who am I? What did we do with the old Elise? It's just really exciting. So I'm waiting for my period and then we're going to start prepping for a transfer. But also I'm going on a solo trip this weekend. And I am just so proud of myself because I would never do something like this ever. I'm going on like a preconception spiritual retreat women's group and in upstate New York, which everyone that I've told, including Callie has said that it's going to be beautiful. And I'm so excited to see all the trees. Um, but yeah, I just don't even, yeah, I, I just like, don't even recognize myself and it's like really cool. Yeah. And apparently other people don't either. Yeah, I know. (laughs) they're like you're doing what yeah I'm going with who I'm making all the all the waves but I'm here for it it's like this time I'm like anything's game let's just do everything differently and we'll get a different result well I think you're finally like okay that sounded condescending I don't mean it like that but I'm I'm more say like I think you are embracing that's a better word that's Mm -hmm. what I embracing who you are and like understanding who you are and like meeting yourself where you are meaning like we both know that if we give you an inch you'll take a mile meaning if you know the genders you're going to obsess and think about birth order and think about all this stuff and like go way too into it and it's like is that necessary because you know yourself and at the end of the day you just want a healthy baby you don't give a shit if it's a girl or a boy I know you don't care no, I live. And most don't. people, and for the record, most people like shouldn't really care. And I don't think most people do, um, at the, you know, when the time comes, but it's like, you're just so in tune 
with you and what you need that you're like, yeah, I don't need to know the gender. It's just going to cause unnecessary stress. And like, yeah, I need to go out by myself and have this very cleansing weekend to like get myself in the right headspace mm-hmm. to do it. And I don't want to go with anyone else because this journey is about me. Yeah. Just, I love it. I, lo- I love it. I'm here for it. And I'm super excited about it. So shout out to myself. <laughs> I second that shout out. I, it. I do. I love, uh, it. I love it. I'm very excited for you and for what's next. I'm just so, so pumped. I'm like more excited about your journey than I am about what's coming up for me. And <laughs> speaking of being more excited about something, um, okay. Yours is not ridiculous, but this is kind of ridiculous. I swear to God, I think I'm more like consumed with the idea of getting Taylor Swift concert tickets than I am about when the baby's coming. (laughs) Because hello, Swifties. Are we just having the time of our lives right now? Yes, Taylor Swift is my sparkle. Yes, you guys have heard me go off about this, but if you are not, okay, it's fine. You don't have to be a Taylor Swift fan, but like the era of hating Taylor Swift is over because yeah. if you hate Taylor Swift, you just hate women and probably hate yourself. Like, because it's just internalized misogyny. She is an icon. She is a queen. She is a goddess. Her lyrics are insane. Her music is amazing. Like we're done. I'm so tired, especially women hating on her. I'm like, but who I, I like have never had a conversation where anybody was like hating on her. Like, why would someone hate her? I don't know. Well, I do know because she's here. Okay. Here's a fun story. So she launched her new album at midnight mm-hmm. and which is 9 PM LA time. So I got to listen to it at 9 PM. She broke a record. I think that day, like midnight, which is insane. Of like most streams for a new album. That's crazy on Spotify. And then if you go look at the Billboard Top 100, she had eight of the 10 spots locked. Oh like my God. God, all Taylor Swift. So then this bitch realizes she could get 10 out of 10, but she just has to do a little bit of maneuvering. So she goes and releases two more singles onto iTunes, meaning beforehand you could just buy Antihero and then the album. But she was like, I'm going to add the two songs that need to bump up a little bit. So she did. And then I think she had also, she also did like a TikTok, like, I think she helped fuel the TikTok trend for one of the songs too. And then she released a music video that I personally don't like, she's honestly notoriously pretty bad at picking her singles. Uh, Like a lot of her most popular songs are like not the best ones by far. Um, because she's like pushed them and made music videos. So this time she made a music video for what I think is a song that wouldn't make the top 10, but she, I swear she manufactured all of this. I mean, and it's clear evidence that she did um, once she got closer to realizing she'd get 10 out of 10. So then she did mm. like her marketing skills, her business savvy is just insane. So she has all 10 slots on the billboard top 100. That's, it's also the first time a man hasn't been on there. That's so cool. So cool. But like, is that a likable quality to be like, I will dominate completely for me. Yeah. But I can understand, not really, but I, I think that's what people like latch on to. It's like, she's, you know, so successful and she dominates everything and she's annoying and she's in your face and it's like, okay, sorry. You're not used to women doing that. Yeah. I feel like that tells more about like, I don't know. I feel like anybody who would have something bad or negative to say about 
like an empowered woman, just like kicking ass, like that says more about your own insecurities than I think it does about Taylor Swift. I would not agree more. So I've been living, I checked with my OB. He's also a Swifty and also very nervous about getting tickets. And I was like, okay, good. Cause that's going to be my playlist. He was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, that was jam to Taylor the whole time. That's what I talked about in my appointment. That is so cute. He's like, have you had contractions? I'm like, I don't know. Are you a Swifty? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I know um he's adorable so anyway happy Taylor Swift launch week it's been I guess it was last week yeah it's been amazing the album is incredible there was even that song that I sent to you Louise, that was I know Ugh, I literally listened I Carl had friends come into town and they were like, Hey, Elise, you want to go to dinner? And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then you sent me that song. And I was like, actually I have to cry in the bathtub by myself. And so I didn't go to the dinner. I literally sat in the bathtub, bawled my eyes out and then sent Callie a picture of me with red puppy eyeballs. And I was like, guess who just cried to Taylor Swift for an hour. Yeah. Sweet. So sweet. I know. Okay. Well, anyway, I just, you all know that I have to go on like a diatribe about Taylor Swift, like at least once every what, six months. Yeah. And if I don't, it's like, who are you? So yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I did. Unless it's midnight, it's amazing. And don't go to her concert because they're lame. I'm just kidding. I just really want to. Not good. Uh, okay. So with that being said, Let's move into today's letter. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Oh, I love how she starts out. Hey, y'all. I grew up in a small town. There's nothing wrong with small town life. I loved my childhood there, but it became limiting for me. I moved away at 18 and have lived a pretty adventure-filled life that is fulfilling to me. For the past five years, I tried to keep in touch with my group of friends from town. At first, they would listen to my stories as I listened to theirs. After a while, though, they stopped listening to my stories and only wanted to talk about their own. They married their high school boyfriends, had kids young, and quit their jobs to raise them. Note, absolutely nothing wrong with this lifestyle. It's just not for me. I took this as us growing apart and our friendships drifted apart. The only friendship that I actually maintain is that of my best friend, H., H is the kindest soul. At a young age, she married a jerk and entered a career she hated for years. I'm so proud of her because she's now transitioning to a life that fulfills her. Divorce, okay, going back to school, etc. Now to the question. We just got our invite to our 10-year high school reunion. I do not want to go. I have no ill will towards anyone, but I don't want to go awkwardly socialize with people that I haven't spoken to in years. H really wants to go, but doesn't want to face everyone alone. She needs to face everyone and show them that she's doing better now, even if she's starting over. She has been pressuring me to attend to be her support system. Part of me says suck it up and go to support H, but I really don't want to go and be fake and socialize with my former classmates. I could use y'all's insights on the matter. Should I go? If I go, how can I keep conversations from getting awkward? Small talk is the worst, and I can't imagine making non-awkward conversation with former friends. I don't want to agree to go and stand awkwardly in the corner all night. Hell! <laughs> P.S. Love the pod. From Awkward Small Town Girl. What a cutie. 
I like so sweet. I know. I like feel like the fact that she's even writing in about this says a lot about the type of friend that she is. So I don't think that there's necessarily like a right or wrong decision here. Like, I feel like sometimes in situations like this, people get really caught up of like, there's a right thing to do and there's the wrong thing to do. Like, I don't think that's the case in a lot of decision-making. Like, I think you just kind of have to like think through either scenario and think through the consequences of either scenario and then decide which consequence you can live with. I think for me, I have been trying to be super intentional about how I spend my day and who I spend it with and like protecting my peace and not even engaging in interactions that make me feel unsupported or it doesn't spark joy. Like I'm just being very, very intentional about that. And it has been working very nicely for me. So if I were in her shoes with my, in, in the season that I'm in, I don't think that I would go. Um, but I do understand that she wants to support her friend. I think it sounds like her friend feels like she needs to prove something to these people, which I also get like icky vibes about. Like, I feel like based on what she shared about H H would be a great candidate for life coaching. And I think that I would be happy to take her on as a client. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think, Callie? First thoughts. Well, I'm curious. Did you go to your high school? Are you 10 years out of high school? Please say yes. Yeah, I am. Did you go? Absolutely not. No way in, no way in hell. I. Oh, wait, to refresh everyone's memory, Elise and I went to the same high school, but we just did not even overlap. Not even close. I wish we did. Kind of close. I mean, I guess you're what? How much older is your brother than you? He was two years. Yeah. So we missed each other by two years, which isn't bad because I overlapped with my, with my brother who is the same as Elise's brother. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I didn't go to mine either. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't go to mine because there wasn't one because of COVID, but had there been one, would you have gone? Absolutely not. I, I don't know what it is, but I just, I don't know if it was my experience in high school or like the version of myself that I was in high school, but I have like a, like, it makes me like, I don't know what the word is that, that I'm looking for, but like, you have an aversion to it. Yes. Like, yes. Like any time, like I just was so insecure. I had no clue who I was. I was trying just like desperately to have people like me. I didn't feel like I fit in. I was really insecure in my own body. I really was a target for like people being cruel and like bullying because I just wanted to be kind and nice to everybody. I moved around a lot. And so I was just like desperate for friends. It was just like not a great time for me. So I'm just in such a different, like I'm literally a completely different human being. And I think that the people who still do hang out like the group that I was part of in high school is still very much like all best friends and like I'm kind of the outsider um of that which is totally fine because I really found my crew in college and post-college um 
but yeah, I don't have any desire. I, I have social anxiety now, which is just like a wild experience. And like, I just, the thought of getting ready and going to a high school event makes me cringe. Yeah, no, I understand. I, re- I relate a lot to, um, the awkward small town girl, big time. Actually, Andrew would probably relate even more. I bet yeah. Carl would also feel this. Um, cause I, you know, I don't know if South Lake's considered like a small town, but Mount Vernon, Texas is. <laughs> and, uh, Andrew basically left Mount Vernon and never looked back. And he, the funny thing is that he's got such, he has this amazing ability to like honor all of these life experiences and phases of life. I think part of me might've almost been like a little resentful about Mount Vernon because, you know, I don't know. It's a very conservative town and there's just a lot of lessons that were taught that I don't agree with and that he doesn't agree with. And he just holds no animosity and is like so proud of that small town and would have loved to go back for his, um, 10 year anniversary, but we couldn't, I can't remember why we couldn't. Um, but we actually had like a major conflict of interest and could not go. And he was like bummed about it. And I was like, really? And then it was my turn. And he was like, well, let's see if John Michael, that's my best friend from high school now. Um, if John Michael wants to go. And I was like, yeah, I already know the answer to that. <laughs> John Michael and I were like, fuck no. <laughs> and Andrew was like, wait, really? You don't want to go at all? And I was like, not a bone in my body. And the thing about it is I relate, like I said, I relate to this letter writer, but like, I loved high school. I actually had a great experience. I was very confident. I was very secure. I had a lot of friends. Like I played the role very well and that's what I was doing. And I didn't know that about myself until later that I'm a con artist. (laughs) So if I am given a culture and a set of rules and expectations, I'll win. Mm -hmm. Bitch, I will win that game. And so that's what it was. High school was a game that I could come out crown victor or I could sink to the bottom and that was never going to happen. And so I look back on it and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like that's a little gross. But at the same time, I've kind of embraced that's just like who I am and it's not going to change. Um, but I just, yeah, I get it. Like uh, my, I guess, I don't know. I floated around a lot too. And a lot of those girls are still friends, which I actually really admire. I love that they're all still friends. Um, I also moved around and it's, it was hard to keep friendships that last longer than seven years. And they say that once you have a friendship that lasts seven years, it's going to last a lifetime. And, you know, I can only count those types of friendships on one hand. So kind of envious, um, of the girls that I went to high school with that are all still besties. Like I, I don't wish them any ill will. I think it's amazing and great. It's just, I have to accept the fact that I'm not a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, need to prove anything to anyone, which yes, this sentence is the sentence I want to spend the most time on quote. She needs to face everyone and show them that she's doing better now, even if she's starting over. Um, says who, Mm. why does she need to face anyone and prove herself to anyone? I understand that like her absence could be viewed as fear, and like taking the easy way out because she is going against the grain, I would imagine. Small town divorce, whoo, that's hard. I don't know if these girls are in their 20s, but I think getting divorced in your 20s is a certain type of hell. And we actually had a podcast about that with um, Christina. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in that podcast, I mean, I just have such 
a, an intense respect for people who get, I mean, I have intense respect for people who get divorced at all. I mean, I know that's like a crazy thing to say, but it's true because it's like, damn, you are going against societal norms and you are, you know, doing what's best for you and all that, but even doing it in your twenties, like, I just feel like there's a certain type of shame that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And it's so brave to take that step and do what you need to do. So I get that maybe there's some shame happening here and she feels like she needs to show up to be like, no, I made the right choice, but it's like, who is that for? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting that the letter writer, small, awkward girl, whatever it is, said she didn't say she feels like she needs to face everyone. She said she needs to face everyone. Like almost like you're in agreement with H that she has to go and prove that she's doing okay. Mm. I think we need to disband that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't read it like that, but I could see it now you saying it like that that potentially that's what she meant but yeah I don't like that I don't I don't like that at all I feel like I spent a lot of years trying to prove myself to people and it's it just puts more work on like it's just more of a burden and it sounds like you're already feeling burdened with all of this stuff that I'm talking about H but like she's she's got a lot of shit that she's navigating and working through and it sounds like she's doing some really good work for herself and making decisions for her best interest. And I think that like feeling like you need to prove yourself to people who maybe aren't as part of your life anymore just seems exhausting to me. Yeah, I agree. I think what I would do, this is, so I have like probably three options and I would rank them. So option C for me would be just to not go. Um, I think that's the last thing I would do because your friend is going through such a fragile state in her life that just straight up not going because you're going to find it boring to me isn't a good enough reason. There's no trauma surrounded surrounding this. Elise quoted not going to her high school reunion basically because of trauma. Like you cited bullying, you cited feeling really insecure. It brushes up a lot of uncomfortable feelings that you don't really need to go back and revisit because you've grown so much as a person. There's no point. And it might bring you back into a not fun headspace. Like fully support that. I'm not getting that from this letter writer at all. She just wanted different things. No big deal. Right. And she's, and she's so careful to make sure that she knows or that we know that she's not judging. Mm Mm-hmm. Or she doesn't want to judge at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's very much like to each their own. One's not better than the other. I just decided this life was for me. And I just, you know, I just don't have much in common anymore. And right. it seems like her life became not as interesting to her friends anymore because I get it. Like when you start, I, I don't know. I, I understand this completely, just com- very different phases of life. At some point, it becomes really hard to connect with people when you just don't have anything in common. So you just don't want to go because it sounds like a snooze fest. Personally, yeah. to me, I mean, is that a good enough reason on it in and of itself? Yeah, of course. But your friend is in a very, again, delicate place in her life. So to me, the last option, last resort would be just to not go. Option B, so like a hybrid, would be to go, just suck it up and fucking go and support your friend because if we can identify that she really wants to go for herself if she just wants to go to parade around that she's 
you know, doing okay. And she wants to shove it in people's faces that divorce hasn't started. It's like, no, 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 no. She needs to go because she genuinely wants to go mm-hmm. and just, and it just would like to have you there. Okay. So that's option B for me. Option A, this is my favorite option, is for you two to go somewhere else together. Skip the high school reunion, both of you. And then like if affordability is a is a question because I think divorce is kind of expensive. Um, and she's, is she in a transition with her career? Yeah, she's went back to school. She went back to school. Okay, so she might be broke as a joke, which is totally fine. But you were gonna have to spend money going home. So I love the idea of whatever money or points or miles you were going to use to go home, maybe lend them to a friend in need, fly her out to you, and then you two go paint the town red and go have fun. If fine, I will sink to a petty level. If you need to take a fun snapshot of you two at a bar being hit on by guys and you post it on social media, I'm not going to say anything about it. You can show people that you're still having a good time and that you're not sulking in bed. Okay. There are ways to do that. If we <laughs> want to like cover our petty bases here. Okay. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm always down for that. I don't, <laughs> I don't encourage it, but I get it. Right. So why aren't we doing that? Like, why aren't we constructing this amazing girls weekend where you two can go reconnect and she can also get a taste of the life that she's working towards. Yeah. I love that. That's healthier. It's 100%. Well, it's like, you gotta, I always tell clients to ask themselves, like, what is your motivating factor here? Right? Like if your motivating factor is to just like prove something to other people, like that's, that's not it, you know? But if your motivating factor is to just like feel free and let go of the version of yourself that you need to. And like, just do, I mean, that's literally what I'm doing this weekend. You know, it's like, I am doing everything that I would never do because it like feels good, you know? And it's like the next season of my life. But yeah, I think if her motivating factor is just to like, enjoy life and start this next season that she's super excited about, you don't have to do that at like that can come in the form of anything. And I think personally a girl's trip and like having a fun weekend and just like living your best life sounds so much more fun than sitting in a gymnasium, talking to people about their jobs and their just small talk. I, I hate small talk. Like, yeah, I mean, I do too. And I think, you know, if option, B is what you want to do. If I go, how can I keep conversations from getting awkward? I don't fucking know. I mean, good luck. How about split a bottle of wine before you go? It's probably, here's the thing. Having really low expectations. Andrew actually cannot stand this about me, but I don't care because it works. Anytime I get invited to something that I, and I commit to it. And then you, you know, that instant regret where you're like, yes, it doesn't sound fun right now sure as hell isn't going to sound fun in a week when I have to actually go to this thing. Why do I do this to myself? But Andrew is a human version of Tigger and he wants to go to everything. And that always sounds like fun. So he's going into this being like, it's going to be so much fun. And the thing about it is like, he usually does have fun. Like he usually does have fun wherever he goes. I do not. So I am Eeyore in this scenario (laughs) and I don't want to go. And I'm bitching about it. And he's like, why do you have such a bad attitude? And I'm like, bro, 
have you not gotten this yet? If I view this upcoming event as the worst thing to ever happen to me, I'm going to come out of it sky high. <laughs> there's no way this event is going to be the worst thing to ever happen to me. The event's probably not going to be that bad. And it normally isn't. But if I go into it, building it up, yeah, then I'm going to leave and be like, God, those people suck. That sucked. This whole night sucked. I, I mean, this happened the other week. I went to something and I was like, this is going to suck. And Andrew was like, why are you always so negative? And then we went and how funny was this? We left and Andrew was like, that sucked. And I was like, it wasn't so bad. I love that. <laughs> right. Because I went into it with low expectations. So if you do end up going, it's probably not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be because you have zero positive expectations about going to this. But still, my point is that if you want to help someone heal, I think the way to do that is to, yes, it's a mixture of like looking back and like tying up loose ends and processing and grieving but that doesn't need to be done by going to events and shoving it in people's faces that you made the right choice for you. That needs to be done with a therapist or a life coach. Like that needs to be done privately. Yeah. I actually think the healing part can be done externally. Like, why don't you want to go and get a taste of your newfound life H that sounds like way more healing to me. Yeah. And such a cool bonding experience. Like you two can finally, like, not finally, but I mean, I think it's important that she sees that she's, yeah, she's starting over in a sense, but she might be finally embarking on the life that was always meant to be hers. And it's going to be hard for her to see that when she's surrounded by all the people that made the same choices as she did. Mm. It's just hers didn't pan out. Mm. That's a good, strong point. Yeah. So that's where I, that when I read this letter, I was like, so why aren't we going to New York for a girls weekend? Like I'm confused. Yeah. That sounds way more fun. Yeah, I agree. And don't let money get in the way. Like you were going to, if you were going to go home, you were going to have to spend money to go home anyway. And also I love those TikToks that are like, yeah, I could have saved my money, but then I wouldn't be like sitting on these steps in Italy, drinking wine, listening to this violinist. And it's like money is supposed to be spent on memories and experiences and don't let that be the thing holding you back. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm here for plan a, I think plan B a sounds awesome, but I like, I like all the plans. B just feels so shitty. Doesn't it? Like I I get what you're saying, Elise, but again, you're coming from a place of like high school is traumatic, right? Like just not going and being like, yeah, I know you're getting divorced and you're going back to school and starting over, but like I can't be bothered. Like, I get it. It's a boundary that you want to set, but the boundary really, I don't know. Sometimes we do things for people that we love. Yeah. Problem is I can't get behind the motivation. Right. If I can get behind the motivation, then I'd say, suck it up. Yeah. Go like be with your friend. We do things that we don't want to do for people. We love sometimes. But like, if I was like, Callie, please come to my reunion. And you were like, actually I'm going to fly your ass out and we're going to go live our best lives in LA. I would be like, yeah, how do I sign up for that? You know, it's like, that sounds so much more fun. So I think that's the thing. Anytime when I don't want to do something, I always give an appropriate alternative. So I'm like, actually, I can't do that. But what if we did this another time? And I think that that 
like doesn't feel as disappointing to the person who wants you to go. Yeah, because we're not thinking outside of the box here. And I totally get it. H is very much trapped in trauma brain right now, which is I tried to do the formula and then my formula broke down, but everyone else's formula is working. So I have to go prove that my formula broke down on purpose. It's like, everyone's yeah. going to buy that. Yeah. Like that's the other thing you can go and parade your new life. All you want to this reunion, people can smell bullshit, even dumb people. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to know that you're, that she's still in her healing phase. Yeah, it, I'm not sure this is going to be cathartic or helpful or assist her with her healing in the first place. Also, this is like just a parallel moment, but I feel like I went to my nephew's birthday party this past weekend. And I saw a lot of people there that I haven't seen in years. And when people ask me, how am I? I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question because it's so complex and it's so deep. And like, I don't have enough time, nor do I have the energy to like have that conversation. So I'm just like, good. And then I'm like, where's the bathroom? I got it. I like find a exit. I just feel like when you are going through like the process of a rebirth or like starting a new season in your life, like, and you're not fully at the place of like acceptance and like you've started that next chapter and you feel really good about it. Like, and you're past that point of healing, I think like some people asking like, how are you? Tell me about what you've been up to. That can be really hard. Like, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not in like the best state of mind or like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that, that might be tough going back and seeing all these people who have their, who seemingly have what she was trying for. And then it's like them saying, how are you? And you're like, great. Yeah. I mean, what's she going to do? Show up and be like, yeah, it turns out my ex-husband that all of you are still friends with is a huge asshole. And that career that I started way back when turns out that sucks, but I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we going to ask that of her? I know like, we've all been in that place. We yeah. have all been in that humiliating, embarrassing, shameful, depressing place. I know I've been. Oh, I've had situations where I feel like so humiliated about something that's happened to me. And then I get an invite and I have to go be with the people that are privy to what happened. And it's like, Mm. in those situations, I'm, you know, I'm like, I, you know, yeah, I could go and like prove to them that I'm fine. I'm like, or, or I just, I don't have to go. Yeah. (laughs) Because the thing about it is like, no one's probably going to notice I'm not there anyway. Nobody's gonna know. No one's gonna know. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Like I, you know, I get that I am the lead of my own life, but I am not the main character of other people's lives. They don't give a shit if I'm there or not. I love when you say that. I literally love you. You you told me that the first time about Taylor Swift. You talked about it on the podcast. You were like, what? You were making this point. I have the worst memory, and I specifically remember this. Um you were like talking about this point, like that you love Taylor Swift, but you aren't thinking about Taylor Swift every second of every day. It's like people can love you, but you are not the main character of their life. 
right. I am thinking about her <laughs> right now. I will be honest. I it's it's a little overwhelming, but see that'll die down. And it's true. I love her, but I'm not I'm not consumed by her. Right. Again, again, usual. <laughs> Um, but it's true. It's like, you are the main character of your own life. And I understand that your inclination is to think that everyone is looking at you under a microscope, but like, they're only going to do that if you let them. Yeah. And so if you want them to, okay, but I just, I'm not getting a solid argument for why anyone needs to go to this high school reunion. I totally agree. I but I'm getting very strong vibes as to why we need a girl's trip in, where are we going? Are we going to LA? Are we going Miami. to Miami? Oh, Miami. Ooh. Vegas, if you really want to get lit. Vegas is the best place to go as like a single girl and you just get free champagne. You get a free table. You get to cut the line. It's just the best. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like, doing something like this to restore y'all's friendship and to like rebuild that connection. Not that you necessarily lost it, but like she stayed in said hometown. You didn't, she got married. It doesn't seem like you did. She hated her job. You didn't really talk much about your career, but it's like, y'all have this opportunity to like really be on the same wavelength at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to take advantage of that. Yeah. I would. Do we think that H's ex-husband is going to be there? I don't know. Maybe. She said everyone married their high school sweethearts. Yeah. So I would. That could be. And and if that's another factor for going, I'm sorry, but it is a no. A hell no. It's a hell no. Yeah. So, Okay. We know how we feel. Look, if it turns out that H is just really desperate to go to the high school reunion and nothing can talk her out of it, I would give give some serious consideration to going just to like, you don't want to lose the last friendship you have from your hometown, especially when she might not be thinking that straight right now. Like she is in it. And we show up for the people that we love when they're in fragile places. Yeah. You can deal with one boring night. Yeah. Again, if you were severely bullied and had a traumatic experience in high school, then I would say, sorry, your mental health is just as important as your friends and you just have to prioritize yourself. But that's not the vibe I'm getting. You just don't want to go because it sounds lame. Yeah. (laughs) You should bring, I actually have like a tip if she chooses to go. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this really, really fun game. It's called uh, We're Not Really Strangers. And I feel like it might be fun to like bring that game or like look through and grab some like questions and just like, I do that sometimes. I am that person. She's not going to do that. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck about this. She's not going to do that. No. Okay. Well, that's (laughs) I'm just like, if it's good, if you're going to go and you know, it's going to be brutally awkward. It's like, why not have some Um, questions up your sleeve? Have a heart out. So you go to happy hour beforehand so that you're fashionably late. You go and then you make a reservation somewhere afterwards Ooh. so that you show up at 530 and then you've got a dinner reservation at eight. Got to go. That's, that, I mean, that's perfect. how you do things. Yeah. You have to set 
actual physical boundaries yeah. on these flame ass events. Otherwise, you're gonna die. Um, <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend having a very honest conversation with H about her motivations for going. Um, I recommend you take some time to think about what H truly needs mm -hmm. and what you're capable of providing. Mm -hmm. um, come up with some ideas of what could be a fun alternative weekend. Sell it like your weekend depends on it because it does. And then if you can't get her to budge, then at least create some boundaries for the two of you attending. Love it. Love every, every part of it. Yeah. And just get ready for small talk. There's nothing I can do to save you from that. I'm sorry. <laughs> just have really low expectations. Like be Eeyore, channel your inner Eeyore and be like, this is going to suck. This is going to be the worst thing I've ever had to do. And then you'll leave and be like, that wasn't so bad. I've never approached anything like that, but I feel like I need to. Yep. Welcome to my life. <laughs> oh, I love okay. it. Yeah. Pathetic. Great advice, Callie, from coming from a life coach. You're so brilliant. Um, okay. Let's wrap this baby up. If you have a story or a dilemma or a decision that you need to make and you want our insight, please write to us at bless you at joinblush.com or you can submit through our podcast link. So if you just go to our homepage, joinblush.com, you'll see a link for podcast, click on that. There's a form, you submit it. That's what this dear letter writer did. And it came right to our inboxes and we read it and we were like, hell yeah, we're recording this. So do that, that'd be great. And then um, if you are someone who thinks you could benefit from life coaching, H by the way, is the perfect contender. Yeah. Like, amazing. You can use promo code bless you for 25% off your first month. Come work with Elise. Yeah. I'm so down for that. Yeah. You could work wonders. Like I think that would be a match made in heaven. So I totally agree. Yeah. Come do that. And then otherwise maybe we'll see you again before 2023. I know that's so sad because it's only early November. Um, but again, if we get some like really compelling stories, we might be able to squeeze some in beforehand, but just know, and I know we haven't been that great leading up to this point anyway, but <laughs> we do miss you guys and we don't mean to keep you hanging. So <laughs> write us in and put pressure on us. Yep. But also Callie's having a baby. So <laughs> it might. Yeah. Callie happen. needs Taylor Swift tickets. That's what we're yes. focused on. But also. Callie needs to install the car seat and wash all the clothes and get her life together. And Elise is going to have an anxiety attack for Callie. Literally. It's going to be great. Every um, day, every day. I'm like, how's the nursery coming? How is it? Send well, I painted it pink. Yep. I'm like <laughs> sick. Okay. It's like, okay, great. Uh, anyway. Okay, guys, we love y'all. Hopefully we'll see you before the new year. And if not, have an amazing holiday season and we'll talk to you soon. We love you. Bye.